Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bootcast. I'm your host, Eugene Devereaux from irishbootstrapper.com, and today my guest is a fellow Irishman, Dylan Goodison, aka Adventures of Goody on Instagram. Dylan, thanks for joining us on the Bootcast. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, well, Eugene, happy to be here. Yeah, I can tell you a bit um, from my channel. Actually, I haven't lived at home now for about five years. I'm 23 at the moment, and I've just been studying and traveling last since I've left home, and now I'm currently living in Germany. I just moved here about three weeks ago. Very good. Nice. Germany. Which which part? In Leipzig. It's a city just outside of Berlin. Ah, very good. Leipzig. Cool. Um, so Germany, so obviously in Europe. So how many countries have you been to so far? Altogether now, I've been to 38 countries, but um, I kind of find that a weird question. As I've heard you suggest to some of your other guests, some people, they count airports, some people count just like a one-hour trip. And I think it, it doesn't tell a lot about how well-traveled you are by the amount of countries you've been to. Even though I've been to 38 countries, some of them have been a one-hour one hour city trip or even like a, a one-day trip, whereas other ones have been a four-month life-changing experience or two years that actually then you really get to know the country so I think the 38 most of them thankfully have not just been one day trips and the funny thing is I actually hadn't left Ireland and the UK until I was 18 so all of my traveling has been done in the last five years right cool that answers that one (laughs) and (laughs) do you have did you ever have any bad experiences traveling or I I have to be honest um it's never went too wrong for me, but I'm the kind of person that I'm a bit, maybe a bit unorganized, or I'm always kind of seeking for the for the adventurous experiences, then things are bound to go a little bit wrong. But I've had some things go a bit wrong, but I can, a few come to mind. I was in Tanzania. I was 19 years of age. I went off solo, and yeah, I just arrived on the island of Zanzibar, beautiful tropical paradise. One of my first nights there, I was lying off on a, on an isolated beach, it was just past midnight, I think. Had the laptop set up in front of me. I was watching The Office, the US version of The Office. I was watching the last episode of that. I had saved it up. You can you can imagine the scene. I'm I'm very excited. Just life feels so perfect. You can hear the sounds of the waves, the stars above. Watching The Office, life is just perfect. Then I hear a noise beside me, like a. I'm thinking, what the fuck is that? And I realized, oh shit, like someone has snatched my bag. So I turn around and I just see a shadow running into the bushes, just some African man after snatching my bag. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I panic, obviously. I just start shouting like, help, help. But nothing happens. So that's my bag gone. Then I go into the hotel next door. I was actually stealing their Wi-Fi to watch the office. Went into the hotel next door, tried to tell them what happened. And I was thinking, there's not much they can do, but... I was thinking I'll tell someone. So then the security guard actually comes out there with a shotgun and walks into the bushes after your man. Thankfully, he didn't find him, but that was a pretty pretty bad situation. Yeah, then that's probably the only time anything has been properly stolen from me. And thankfully, there was nothing too expensive in the bag. There was a cheap camera. There was some malaria tablets. There was my tickets off the island and stuff. So could have been a lot worse. Thankfully, no passport or bank card. Cool. <laughs> Okay, so Dylan, that's kind of a, a wild, wild west story. Someone comes into the bushes with a shotgun, not your everyday uh, travel experience. Um, 
Brilliant, Dylan. So can you tell me uh, European travel? What's What has been your, your highlight in Europe, I suppose? Europe, right. Well, to be honest, Eugene, I'm not the biggest fan of traveling in Europe. I'm not saying I don't like it, but comparing it to other continents, it's not the most adventurous, I'd say. Europe is nice in many ways. It has nice museums, nice monuments. Things work well here, but when you're the kind of person like me, when you're adventurous and you want something, something a bit crazier, Europe probably isn't ideal. But I do have I have quite a few experiences from Europe, but you want me to tell you one story? Yeah, give, give me your best one. Right, let's do that. <laughs> right, so last year for the World Cup, I was living in Holland at the time. So... France got to the final, as most of your listeners will know. So I decided I'll go to Paris, watch that. Sure, why not? So I watched the final at the foot of the Eiffel Tower on the big screen. France won. Great celebrations. Place was buzzing for a good four hours. I was on Champs Elysees. Thousands and thousands of people, just as you can imagine. Pure chaos, but all good vibes. And I left Champs Elysees for maybe an hour, and I came back, and the atmosphere had changed. I saw a couple of couple of criminal-looking guys with their face covered, some kind of balaclava-style things on, firing stuff across. I'm thinking, who, who are they firing, firing that at? And I realized, okay, it's the police over there. They're attacking the police. And, and this situation just escalates and escalates. Now, I myself, I wouldn't be a, a rioter. I wouldn't be, like, firing stuff. But I'm still, I like to be in them kind of situations, just get a bit of a buzz from it, you know, yourself. So then I can show you how this story goes, right? We're at the bottom of Champs-Elysees and there's a big massive group of French guys breaking into the breaking into the Adidas store and then there's all police, like you can just imagine maybe 40 massive, massive police vans and like just thousands of police all at the bottom of Champs-Elysees. So then they start firing tear gas trying to push the people back up along Champs-Elysees. I actually had a bad leg at the time. So I'm in the middle of all these rioters trying to run run away from the police, like hopping around dodgy leg. And yeah, we just get pushed up and up Champs-Elysees and then I get caught in the tear gas. It fucking stings. It really stings the eyes to a... It's a funny feeling, all right? So, yeah, anyway, we get pushed up. As we're getting pushed up to Champs-Elysees, the boys are all smashing windows as we go along. They're still firing stuff at the police and, yeah, whatever. I'm just thinking, I'll be fine. I'll just keep backing off. The police can never catch me. Then, all of a sudden, we realize, oh, shit, the police are also coming from the top of Champs-Elysees, pushing us down. So then we get caught, maybe 300 people in the middle of Champs-Elysees, and then this is just pure chaos. There's... There's some women caught there. There's just people running around screaming and it's pure panic stations. There's people on their knees from the tear gas crying and it's like something from a movie, really intense. Yeah, then eventually we, we get really into a compact area. The riot police surround us with their shields. Yeah, there's a group of maybe maybe 100 at this stage all got like properly caught by the police, backs against the wall. Then I'm thinking, all right, this is it. Now I'm really going to get fucked. Either the French police are going to beat the shit out of me or else I'm going to be be arrested. Of course, I could try to tell them that, okay, I'm not rioting. I was just having fun joining the rioters, watching them, but they're not going <laughs> to believe that. So we're there for a good 20 minutes. Nothing really happens. I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. Nobody's really speaking English. I really know what's happening. And I'm thinking, okay, now I'm really fucked. And then out of nowhere, a big door opens behind us and people start to go through that. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll have a look in there, see what's happening. Go into the door and there's a French guy shouting like, yeah, go, go, fast, fast, whatever. 
just implying that we should run through the building. So they would run through the building. I hopped through with my bad leg and we end up escaping Shamsalisa coming out. And then we're like, okay, we're free, lovely. And looking at the police still on Shamsalisa. I'm not sure what happened to the other 100, 200 guys who were stuck there, but I escaped anyway. And Jeez. that night actually, uh, yeah, that was fucking absolutely madness. At that night, I had no place to stay, so I slept on the slept on the street in Paris, as I actually often do when I'm when I'm traveling, trying to save money. And I remember just lying somewhere on in some park, thinking like, "What the fuck? What kind of an experience was that?" <laughs> madness. You know, I was trying to ask the French guys, "Why are you Why are you writing? Like you've won the World Cup, you're world champions, and usually they'd say something like they hate the police or something along them lines." God. Jeez, that's that's crazy. Crazy <laughs> stuff. God, see, so you, you like you like the the adrenaline rush from a true adventure. Uh, I love it, man. Live for. <laughs> God, brilliant. Um, have you ever missed a flight? Have I ever missed a flight? I've been close so many times. I'm. <laughs> I'm a late person in general. I always have been. So that's not good when it comes to missing flights. I've been so close to missing them so many times. In Dublin, I remember once coming through security. It said gate closed. But I still ran. I made it. In Shanghai, I was made it by the... Just, just about made it. But you've been watching my stories, right? When I was in yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. You remember the la- last night, my final night there, I almost missed that flight home. So... There's, a, there's another bit of a story to that. Should I go ahead and tell that one or, as well? Yeah, do, do, do. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good one, yeah. So, um, yeah, my final night in, in Vietnam, I was in Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, and there's a, a big street there called Bui Vien. If you haven't been to Saigon and you do go, I would definitely encourage you to go there. You've been yourself, Eugene? Yeah, you? yeah, brilliant, yes. yeah. Pure madness there. It's like Kosan yeah. Road in Bangkok, but a bit rougher and a bit wilder. So yeah, I just went out on a night out there, um, whatever, came back to my hostel, which was on that street at about two in the morning, and the whole place was just shut down. There were shutters blocking it. Like, I just couldn't get into the building. I think like, what the fuck is this? No one no one told me that this would happen. So then I say, all right, it's fine. My flight leaves in the morning, but I'll just go maybe walk around or whatever. I eventually found a cafe, slept there for a few hours, came back at six in the morning and still my whole, my hostel's closed. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm ringing doorbells, I'm calling numbers, I'm trying everything I can. Then I start to panic a bit thinking, oh, this could be the time I missed my flight. And it's a big one as well, you know, when you're leaving, you're leaving Asia to come back to Europe, that's not the kind of one you want to miss. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm doing everything I can to get into this building. I'm climbing over rooftops. I'm trying to get to the balcony. I'm, there's some local guy trying to help me. This goes on for maybe two hours, and then I'm obviously in pure panic mode. I'm thinking, okay, like you're in survival mode at that stage. You're thinking you have to do anything you can to get into that building. So then I suggest to the Vietnamese guy, maybe we can find a ladder somewhere, and we can climb the balcony. He just points across the street like, hey, how about that one? And there happens to be a bamboo ladder. I'm actually looking bamboo ladder on the other side of the road. So I say, okay, I'll get it. Perfect, right? It's a gift from God. Perfect bamboo ladder. So I go over and get it and launch it up beside my balcony. And this thing is, it's skinny as fuck. It's shaking and everything. I eventually make my way up. My heart is pounding and I get to the top. Then I'm thinking, all right, this, this balcony door, it might be locked. It might be open. Let's see. 
open it and thankfully it's open so get into the building and it turns out I'm locked inside a building I'm locked inside a room in the building in the hostel so I start shouting to the hostel like hello hello can anybody hear me and eventually the hostel the guy who works there comes out no falls on like how did you get in there whatever so then I go get my bags get onto the grab taxi for those of you who don't know grab is like a kind of like the uber of asia and you can get motorbike rides there so i got the motorbike ride to the, to the airport told the guy go as fast as possible <laughs> with a person through the traffic and he eventually drops me off and i run make my flight so oh, yeah. for those of you who are following me on instagram probably got to watch that through my stories so uh, yeah i've only started doing the instagram stories a while ago but they're perfect for this kind of thing you can really capture the capture the moment and I can make the audience feel like they're part of it. Telling the story, it's a bit different, but when you can actually have the, the video content of this kind of fucked up thing, <laughs> it's a lot more enjoyable. Brilliant. Um, what, what would be, I suppose, if you were to give one tip to somebody going traveling, what would, what would it be? One tip. There's a lot of people who who wish they could travel or they really do want to travel, but they just don't do it for whatever reason. And it's kind of saddens me. Like when it's, it's not a hard thing to do, you know, you don't need much money nowadays to travel. You don't have to be a rich person. Just mm. yeah, if there's anybody listening to this, that's considering traveling or sees it as a dream. My biggest tip to you is just fucking do it. Just save up any kind of money. You don't need a lot. You can live in Southeast Asia for 500 a month. You, you'll get by, you'll get by and just book the flights and just do it worst case scenario you decide you know what i wasted a bit of money and i hated it i've never heard anybody say this but yeah. if somehow you regret it then so be it you're back you're back where you came from so <laughs> brilliant um i suppose you being more of the adventurous traveler and um, do you do you take out travel insurance when you go on your trips or when you move to different countries I, I, Funnily enough, I actually don't. That's something that I probably should do. I've been, I think it started when I was just traveling on such a budget that like even the travel insurance would have made me, would have hurt my budget a bit. Now, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I could afford travel insurance, but still I'm winging it. I still haven't got it ever. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I've been on accidents. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> um, there's a good crowd actually. They're, they're mentioned on my on my website, World Nomads. Um, so a lot of the like digital nomads and um, people traveling for long-term, you use those guys. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Do you, do you go to any like resources or do you follow any other kind of bloggers or media online when, when you're deciding on to move to a different country or to do a certain trip? Well, I would follow the, a few lads or whatever. And I'd, but to be honest, when I'm deciding if I want to go somewhere, it's more like I'm really interested in the place for whatever reason. I, my biggest interest in life, I'd say, is like countries and cultures and that. And right now there's a, there's a long list of places that I really, really want to go to. So, yeah, uh, next time I go on a big trip, I'll just choose one of them and burst on. And in terms of living in countries, it's usually an opportunity that brings me there for example, like studying or whatever like that, then I'll think, okay, good option, and I'll just bounce off to that place. Brilliant. Dylan, it's been a pleasure having you on the bootcast. Um, 
how can people follow your journey, reach out, or get in touch? Right, so the best way would be Instagram. You can just follow me on adventures underscore of underscore goody. Brilliant. So that's I post a lot of stories. My pictures aren't the best now, to be honest. I wouldn't be a picture fella, but for those who do follow me, they follow me just for the, the stories. I tried to capture some good adventures and shit like that. Brilliant. So anyone watching or listening, so that's Dylan Goody, Adventures of Goody on Instagram. So adventures underscore of underscore Goody. Um, go follow that's him, check, check him out. Dylan, thanks a million for coming on the bootcast and hopefully we'll meet someday. Best of luck with everything. Thanks for having me. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.